Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence again this evening. Father, we ask you, Lord, at this time, that you will help us make the message that you want known available to the people. Lord, I pray that they will really receive it. And Lord, celebrate the fact that you're making it known to your people at this time. Lord, we pray that they will want to know your truth. Because Lord, this is the time of judgment. Lord, I've known because of meetings I was in with these people of the dark side, Lord, that run the world, that they were going to destroy America. Many friends of mine that have been other in other meetings meetings with these people and with bankers in the world, the heads of banks, the big banks in the world, they would say to them, they're sorry for what's going to happen in America. They all know the truth of what's going to happen. And Lord, the astounding thing is that you've been calling it out and warning the people, all of us, and we do not take it serious. And tonight, Lord, I'd like to focus on the prophetic word you gave today. Lord, there's many of them like this. This isn't unique, dear Lord, because there have been many words like this. And people say, oh, we're tired of hearing prophecy. The Lord never does anything. Which you also foretold, they would say. And Lord, but this is the time, dear God, that's come to the clock of your day that it will occur. And Lord, we pray they understand it. And the writing is on the wall. It's so clear. Here's the prophetic word you gave through someone today, dear Lord. It said, a great storm comes to the land of America, a storm that will bring much chaos and much indecision in high places. America is on the brink of war, but its general is not ready. Fires will burn across America, and much unrest shall be abound. A people divided cannot stand, and the enemies of America will seize the moment to invade America will fall to the hands of her enemies because she has turned her back on me and no longer has my protection. Prepare yourselves, my people, for wars coming to America and other countries as well. The end is upon you, for all of my words shall be fulfilled in this generation. You shall see the rise of the evil one, but you will be powerless to stop what must take place that I may bring you home to me and cleanse this land. Be strong, be courageous, stand strong in your faith in me, and do not turn from it, for this is the greatest danger. Fear not those who can kill the body. Fear only the the one who can kill both the body and the soul. Do not be afraid to profess my name, for I am with you when you do this, and I will be merciful, very merciful to you. That's the prophetic word, Lord, and it's very sad that the people receiving this prophetic word and putting it out there, dear Lord, and this is just one, by one person, dear Lord, but you have many that you're going out with, and a very similar situation, they do not understand the depth of what you're saying. 
Because, Lord, you're very clear in this thing. Dear Lord, you said, my word shall be fulfilled. Lord, you said, by faith, the people will be saved. Dear Lord, to have faith in you, which faith comes by hearing the word and hearing. Uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But Lord, they have not set apart your words as required of them by your statement in John seventeen seventeen. And Lord, they don't rightly divide the word of truth. And it's sad, Lord. I pray that they will turn. And I know that some have heard the message to your Lord and they're wondering. Lord, I pray that they will turn. And Father, they will see, dear Lord, from Proverbs one twenty three, that if they will turn to you at this time, you will pour out the spirit of truth on them and cause them to know your words. But dear Lord, they must understand that in John fourteen fifteen to 17, it states very clearly that the spirit of truth cannot enter those who are of the world. And Lord, they cannot be of your kingdom until they hear that you have words and receive it because you said, Lord, they do not love you if they will not hear your words. And you speak the words of God that you were sent into the world to bear witness to that are called truth. Lord, you said in John seventeen seventeen, you require us, you require to the Father, you requested to the Father, require them to be set apart by truth, sanctified, made holy by truth. Lord, the people do not understand that your words are always correct. Your words are never faltering, and people these days, dear Lord, even doubt the wording of the scriptures. And there are some small errors in their translation. But dear Lord, if they take the scope of the entire Bible that testifies to your words, they could tell the difference between what is right and wrong and they can see exactly what an error is and what is not an error. Because they'll understand the scriptures is a promise of you given in Luke 24, 44, and 45. But when they show that they have doubts and show that they believe there's lots of errors that are not understood, then dear Lord, what they're really saying is, They don't rightly divide the word of truth because it is fact testified to in Luke 24, 44 and 45 that if they will receive your words and receive the spirit of truth, then they will be able to be caused to understand the scriptures. And there wouldn't be these questions that they have because the scriptures are entirely perfect as you tell us through through, uh, Paul. In 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17 Lord, you made it known there, dear Lord, that their spirit is woven through these scriptures. And dear Lord, though translators made some errors, the scripture itself is, is inerrant. It is totally perfect. The people don't want to believe it. They want to find error. Because, Lord, they do not want to be forced to believe that they must correct themselves and come to truth. But, Lord, the biggest point of all this is it points to a lack of knowledge, which you warned us in Hosea 4.6, that if we do not receive your knowledge, which is the words of God that you were sent into the world to bear witness to, and to bear testimony to, and to speak of, if they will not receive that, then that's the knowledge that in the whole Bible is testified to, and then they are called lawless, because your truth, which is the words of God, John 17.17, 17, is also called the law in Psalms 119, 142, 160. 
In my own 130, it says, it's by these words, the entrance of God's words that you speak, that you bear witness to, that causes the light to enter us and for us to receive understanding. So when people say they can't understand the scriptures, Lord, it's because they will not listen. They do not discern the path to truth. You told them, Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Lord, they do not want to understand the way. And they do not receive your truth. And they do not understand that if they receive your words and teach them every night, you will extend their years. As you said in Deuteronomy eleven eighteen to 21, John six sixty three. They don't understand, dear Lord, that health comes by this. Lord, by this, food can be multiplied. By these words of God, spoken in a pure language with the right heart, with the right intent, with the right joy and praise and the desire to glorify the Lord in humbleness and not in arrogance is what multiplies the things because that's your will being done. And then John fifteen seven and made very clear that if we will follow in your way, which is walking humbly and doing what is needed for the kingdom and for others to bear witness to God's truth and his plan, and we abide in your words that you came into the world to bear witness through through that work, then what we desire be done for us. People do not understand why we can't have this. But dear Lord, it has to be within your appointed time. But we would have understanding of when that time is. And that's worth waiting for. Because you tell us, dear Lord, even this scripture this lady picks in this prophecy called America will fall today. In Matthew ten seventeen to 35 tells us many things in there in that short little paragraph. But dear Lord, we don't have to worry about the thoughts of the words because the words are living words. And if they are in us and living words, then you will cause at the right moment the words will speak. Because as I've described them, Lord, they're like fish swimming around inside of us. And when we know they are great fish and that you even cause a donkey to speak, that these words of God that are in us that are likened to a fish, can open his mouth and cause us to speak the word. Because in your words, dear Lord, come the full measure of the Spirit of God. John 3.34 So therefore, dear Lord, we'll know what to speak at that time. Dear Lord, we know, dear God, that your word is in us. Because you said, dear Lord, in Isaiah 51.16, it's in all of us. Accept that. Dear Lord, at the time of judgment, You said the light will go out of the world. That means, dear Lord, the light, the words of God, the knowledge of God, the great things of God will be taken out of each person and cast out into the sea in a cage that they can't open to do anything with, but it will not be in them. And dear Lord, what they have to understand is you've been judged, they've been judged as being of the world. The unwise virgins... We call them unwise virgins in reality. They are world virgins. They went from being of the elect, of the called out, of the set apart, those filled with light, into those without light, those to whom the word goes out of and they don't have it in them. Their oil is gone and they are of the world and they are judged of that. Lord, there's a prophetic word that struck me very hard. It's very dynamic and 
the guy that received this prophetic word was angry about my translation of it. But Lord, in these days you're making it known, dear Lord, in clarity of Scripture. And it's even greater than we originally thought. Dear Lord, it's a phenomenal message. It was given on November 17th, 2009, which was, dear Lord, in the year, the completion, dear God, of the, the year, the seventh year. Dear Lord, in March of 2010, the night came, the midnight came. It meant the seven years of the evening was over. He started this in 2003 in March. In 2010, it turned over to the first year of the night. Because the time is seven years in the book of Revelation, not one year, as many people have said. Lord, I've shown this in many writings and from the scriptures and detailed it in detail. That indeed, a time is seven years. A time of times and a half time is 24 and a half years, which is the length of this time of the day of the Lord. The other three and a half years will be finished at the end of the millennium when the devil's let loose for three and a half years. A short time, they call that. A short time is about that time. It'll be done at that time. It'll be done. The full day will be accomplished at the end of that time. Now, this prophetic word made known that at that time you were binding up the tears. Binding up the tears. Lord, I'd been working with dear Lord, the two sons of the Head of the Knights of Templar. Head of the Knights of Templar report to the Vatican. Not to the Vatican, sorry. The Vatican's one of the 13 elements, but they report to the Rothschilds, the Queen. And dear Lord, they work very closely with the, the Bush family in Washington, which was running all the world armies. All the world armies, Russia, China, all of them are coordinating together. They work together overcome the world to kill all the people and bring it down to the 30 million people. And dear Lord, I know for a fact, dear Lord, they were working with the Bush family because the Bush family was running this nation and still does. I believe that Jeb Bush is the present director of the District of Columbia, Washington District of Columbia, which is a sovereign nation owned by the Crown Trust, not America. The Senate and Congress report to them. People testify... Dear Lord, all through history, leaders of this nation have testified. Israeli News Live today on their broadcast read off many of these names from the Internet and the things they stated. But people can go and get it. But it's, it's statements that are well-known. People don't want to listen to it. If they would just listen, they would get to understand it. It said... Theodore Roosevelt, for example, said, Behind the ostensible government sits enthroned an invisible government owing no allegiance and acknowledging no responsibility to the people to destroy this visible government, to befoul the unholy allowance between corrupt business and corrupt politics is the first task of the statesmanship of the day. That was in 1913. 
that was made. That's that statement in his autobiography. But the interesting thing about it is, he's saying from the beginning it was set that way. Even George Washington and them, they were really trying to establish their own Freemason society. People give them far too much credit as being nice people. They, they weren't so nice. You go look at the Masonic Order in Washington, D.C., and you'll see Masonic Temple there. You'll see how how George Washington was also a Mason. He was trying to establish his own kingdom here, as did Abraham Lincoln. And they tried to put these people up there as great people. They made important changes during our history that led us further to the dark side. In other words, they revolted. Lincoln was killed for it. and then, But he was not doing it for the good reason that we are all thinking free the slaves and the rest of it they were never freed it was evil what they've done and we are all slaves through him the program became possible to make all of us as slaves but the biggest thing about all of this of what I'm telling you is that we get repeated and repeated and repeated the statements are made to us by leader after leader after leader and they openly state that the government is run by a secret government. A secret government. And it, it's a terrible thing that they're doing. What they, what they don't understand in this government also is that the government itself has its own army, its own navy. Not You think of the army, the air force, and the other. They have a secret one Exactly the same. They even have ships without our our United States on it, or sometimes they allow it to be on it, but sometimes they're just like out there and they're basically run as a private contractor type situation, which you see that today as well. All this deceit is going on at this time. That's my point. Well, there's a reason why I wanted to say this before this prophetic word. And the prophetic word is that this information continuously comes before the people, and the interesting thing about all this conspiracy, which is not conspiracy at all, it's absolute fact, being denied by the people and being denied by the preachers. And the preachers will not preach of it because they want to serve their leadership. And one time when I was working with these people, they gave me a list of the various universities, Christian universities, theological seminaries, that the, the crown has put their own people in there to run it. Because it's easy to run a theological seminary or anything else, a major university, if you take the funds of the evil ones, because they're going to tell you what they want and what they don't want. And they'll cut off your funding if you don't receive this. And if you want to get a president of a university to make it great, bigger and grow and make it strong and not choke, you take one of their people, and they mysteriously have access to money. Banks will work with them. So on. It's all evil. But what happens? They start taking truth and throwing it away. They start creating a situation where people are brought up. Ministers are brought up and trained. So they're not ministers. They're like the doctors today. Like we were talking about this truth of vaccines. Ty Bollinger's videos. You'll see in there very clearly stated and proven that the doctors like pedophile um, pediatrics doctors... They basically don't study what's in the vaccines or what's wrong with them. They just are told they must uh, um, give these 
vaccines from the CDC on the schedule that they are presented with. And they don't care whether it's doing something evil. And many of these people are Christians. But they have not done their homework. They're just like shepherds who will not receive the message of the words. You know, in this scripture that um, in Matthew 10 that they're talking about here, it's, it says, beware of, in verse 17, it goes along with that prophecy, a miracle will fall. It's very interesting the Lord gave her this scripture because it says, Be, but beware of men for they will deliver you up to the councils and scourge you in their synagogues. Scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given to you in that day. And it goes on down to verse 22. It says, And ye shall be hated by of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved, being delivered. And the key part of this is his name is the word of God. Revelation nineteen eleven thirteen 13 is the name that they do not know. Oh, they teach you all about don't I and all these names of God that are wonderful. But the one they don't understand and will not receive is the word of God. It's the same problem they had at Mount Sinai. They didn't want the words of God spoken to them in their heart. They wanted to get things from man. Man has a problem. Unless he's running perfectly, unless he's really seeking the Lord clearly, like Moses was, the word that comes through him is not clear. And yet people want to take and move Moses aside. Korah tried to do it with his three helpers and or two helpers and then also the 250 men. He wanted to move the Lord aside. And the 250 followed him diligently and the people got mad when God killed them because they stood up against him because they don't understand. God's going to flow the words through a person and it flows the correction in it so if they really come to a stick because the problem we have is we still until the Lord is written in our hearts and sealed us completely and refined us completely, we will still need each other, as Paul says in Hebrews ten twenty four to 31, to stir up love and good works. Stir up means to bring into better knowledge. So God will. He's going to cause you to know his words. That's a promise of the Spirit. And he'll point out error, whether I have it or somebody else has it. But he still brings the correction and the word through one. He starts off at the beginning that way and he'll come back this way. And that's what he's doing now. He makes the words known. And it'll just continue to flow like that. It just does. This is the way God does. Moses didn't want the job. He tried to get out of it. You don't know why God picked certain people. He he was a criminal. Remember, he had killed a man. And his own people, the Israelites, turned on him. The Hebrews turned on him and, and... you know, he, had, he would have brought his whole family. When he fled, remember, he had relatives in the royal family that if he would have stayed, it would have created even far more trouble. And he had to put him in a far worse situation. And God had him leave. A far worse situation for them. We don't know what happened to those people. There's some history that is now being uncovered about them, which is kind of interesting. But we still don't know. But we do know this, is that Moses did his best, got frustrated. It was a hard situation to be in. They didn't like his wife. They didn't like his children. And God didn't choose his children for this task because they knew these situations. 
and Moses and look at Aaron's children. Aaron's children were so bad. In fact, you know, when when God was speaking through Moses and Aaron, the children it was like these two sons of Aaron were so arrogant that they almost couldn't wait for Moses and Aaron to die. Because they wanted to go into the temple and they they paid no attention. There's no record when they were going to take the incense in there to burn it, that they had done the purity rites of washing their feet and their hands. They just thought, hey, we can do this. There's not much difference between what Korah and his group did and what Miriam tried to get Aaron to do. People are always trying to fight the will of God and the way of God. They always do it. But persevere. Persevere. Come to this time. God's not going to stop if he's, you know, like he's given these words and he's told me to take it to the world. I'm taking it to the world. When God's done with me, he'll be done with me. I'm not worried about what he gives and doesn't do in here. I want to help people. I owe people to restore them. And the gift that you can give restoring them is to get them through this judgment so they are not destroyed by the world and not cast down into the punishment. And then God will bless them with everything they can desire. That they can't get. But God has used that, and it will come. But I digress. What I'm trying to get to the point is this. We don't seek the truth. God tells us at this time, Zechariah 10.3, these angers all the shepherds. I'm telling you that people, when, especially in 2006, and when I made the writing about the white horse and the red horse. Oh, they got furious with this. The end time preachers and came out on TV and said there's one person writing that these are not the horses of the apocalypse. Hey, these guys have participated in the Left Behind series, which is all wrong, by the way. Totally incorrect. The books and everything, billions of dollars, or at least a billion dollars went into all of that profit. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. Late great planet Earth, all these things, they're wrong. I'm not chastising them. They did what they felt they knew at that time. But you cannot understand the scriptures if you do not have his words. That's what he says. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The spirit of the word, the scriptures are there to increase our faith, increase our ability to hear the word. Jesus said, you don't love him if you will not receive my words. He told us in John eight forty three. That was John fourteen twenty three to 24. And then he tells us in John... 847, 843 to 47. He says, you can't understand my speech because you will not discern my words. You cannot. Because you will not ask me to receive the spirit that makes known the words. And he had already told them that you have to get the spirit of truth in you to make known the words to you. But they're not seeking to get the spirit of truth. He tells us we, he made all the creation by his words. Instead, we want to follow the scientists and follow geology and follow archaeology and stuff like that. Jesus tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes, he tells us that we don't even understand how a child is actually formed in the womb. In this scripture of Matthew 10, 17 to 35, he tells us something in verse 30. He says, but the very hairs on your head are all numbered. He know every day you lose hair. But every particle and every one of those hairs was known by God. And when he says numbered, in God's language, numbered means the measurement of. In other words, it knows the given time, the length it's going to grow to, and all these things are known ahead of time. 
God knows what you're going to do. He's still pleading with you because you still have the right. If you miss the boat and do not turn at this angle, he knows what you're going to do. But if you do make the turn, he knows what you're going to do that way. And he'll bless you greatly. He knows our temptations. He said to us, knowledge is based on Isaiah 28, 9-13, where it says it's designed so that we hear and you know line 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 by line precept by precept little here little there that we may go forward and fall backwards because we do that because we will not put the words in our heart if all things are made by the words and that is what keeps the light burning that's what keeps the tire inflated but when you don't have the words and you will not receive them and you just got a little bit of the words you got a bumpy flat tire going down the road it doesn't make the right progress and it'll turn and be led to turn to the right or the left the first bump it hits. The problem is we do not understand. We're missing the key ingredient, the transgression. The transgression is we will not receive his words in our heart. We will not desire to seek out his words and receive them when he promises in Proverbs one twenty three that he will cause us to know them. If we know the words that made all things, that guides our path and keeps us straight and and gives us all that we desire, then we wouldn't have any problem at all if we had the words in us. We'd go perfectly straight, but we will not do that. And it's the words, the entrance of his words, that gives light and gives understanding to the simple. It's his words. That was Psalms 119, 130. Psalms 119, 105. He guides our path by those words. In Psalm 33, 4, he makes it clear. His words are true. And he says that all his works are done in truth. Which Jesus said, John 17, 17, that God's works are truth and that the people are required to be set apart by these words. Like he did. He came into the world to do that. He testified to that at his trial in John eighteen thirty seven. But he said, people will not hear my voice. He said, if they heard my voice and knew my voice, they would not allow me to be destroyed. Not one of them heard his voice. Not even his disciples understood it. Because they had not sought him to receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in them. When he told them, Spirit of truth cannot enter those of the world, and they did not go to him and say, Lord, how can I be cleansed from the world to receive the Spirit of truth in me? John fourteen fifteen to 17 If we do that, and he pours the Spirit of truth in us, then we will no longer not understand the scriptures and we will no longer be um, swayed one way or the other by the devil let's go back to this understand everything that we have God made from the beginning he knew and he brings everything into the womb to fulfill it even the, the, the things of the woman that's needed to make that baby grow even the attachments to it basically you can call the womb the hospital everything in there every attachment Every fluid, everything that comes in when it's needed is from him. He can correct it immediately by truth. If you have the formula, every pregnant woman right now, if you have a sick child, you have anything, listen to what he's saying in John fifteen seven. If you follow him and abide in his words, what you desire will be done for you. He can heal cancer. He can do all these things. But you have to turn and follow his ways, which was to come and bear witness to the words of God. He tells you in John, or James 5, 19 to 20, that if you turn others to the knowledge of truth, you'll cover a multitude of sins. We must 
make reconciliation for our sins. Daniel 9.24. It's required of us, this generation, which he said in this prophecy, all his things are going to be completed in this time. That means that everything in Daniel 9.24, we must do. And we will not hear that message. And the first thing starts with Joel 2, 12 to 20, turning and repenting of our sins and having the shepherds and leaders come before the crowds and get off the porches, get off the pulpits and stand down by, by like where the water basin would be, where they wash the feet of the people and plead to the Lord. You know, you have a better way of speaking to the Lord in this matter. If you call all the people, let them understand everything you're doing. But if you anoint their eyes with eye salve, I've told you, use, like I suggested, bednight clay with a little water, and wash their feet, asking the Lord to allow them to see your words, his words, and asking the feet to be guided by the light. Do not take his light out of them, because if he takes the light out of them, they're going to be destroyed. And he told us back here in this prophetic word in November 17, 2009, he says this, He was given this as a warning to all the shepherds because he tells them in Zechariah 10, 3, he's angry with them all. And they will not hear. But in Joel 2, 12 to 20, he tells, call the shepherds, call the elders, and I'm calling them all. It says there, he says, they won't hear his words, and he's going to make them like the tares because this is what he's going to do to them. He says, I had a dream on November 17th, 2009, that the enemy was coming to steal away the promises God had made to me and many others. I ran to the ocean. And when I got to the ocean, when I I got there, the ocean appeared to be dried up, even though there was still plant life and animals. And as I stood wondering what to do, Jesus himself, clothed in a purple and crimson robe, that's a king robe, we're supposed to have anointed him as king at the beginning of the morning, which happened at the beginning of Nisan this year in spring this year it said he walked up to me and I told him that the enemy was trying to steal away what had been promised to us without saying a word he used his right hand to take something from deep inside of me and he placed it in what looked like an ancient iron cage in the shape of a sphere the size of a basketball he looked at it he locked it and kept the key and tossed it a few feet away onto the floor of the ocean. I was thinking to myself that he could have at least hidden it a little better. As I looked, there were many of these ball-shaped cages lying all over the place. And I knew they were the promises of others that Jesus was now protecting and placing them where they needed to be. Isn't that very interesting? He doesn't understand at all what's coming here, but he goes, you understand the scriptures. You understand that the Lord is going to roll back the sea. And if you understand the world system today, you would understand that the queen is ownership of all the seas. And God is showing that he's in the priestly kingdom robe. And he's taken away from them their dominion, as he's promised he would do in Daniel 7, 11 to 12 at this time. He took dominion away from the fifth beast kingdom. And he's not going to give it to the seventh, uh, sixth and seventh beast kingdom, the ten kings and the, and the Antichrist, for seven years. And what's happened here is what he's done is he's already been judging the people. The dried up sea is when he takes dominion, the sea is taken away from them. 
the queen was given the law of the sea treaty is signed by all the leaders of the nation secretly and it gave her complete ownership of all the rivers that go to the sea and all the seas and the bible compares her leadership as that of the seas she rules over many waters the waters were supposed to be for the good of us the waters were supposed to be for the sealing of us the sealing is the words within us the waters are like the fluid in our stomach the fish are like the mighty words in John 21 the 153 words of God those words have tremendous meaning and power they're the words that God uses in the scriptures to the best of my understanding these are the words but he's going to cause us to be refined in this time so he will clarify any errors on which ones they are but he's also going to recover for us the books that are missing there's 14 books listed in the Bible that Daniel had Daniel the prophet had to close up and seal seal up the book when he took away the seal of the book what he means is take away the words and make known the scriptures that make known the words bear witness to it completely very clearly and keep them from the people and then we were left with what we have all those books though even that what we have the 66 total now the 40 some of the old testament and the new these books these have precious understanding they all are identified of being of god by the the way that the words are in those scriptures you can't take away Job. You can't take away Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon. Any of these, like the world system's trying to do, trying to say that these are these are not Scripture. These are not law. We don't need this. No, you absolutely do because they explain the ways to enabling the good works of God that these words unlock. You absolutely need those books: the Book of Psalms, the Book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Ruth, Esther. All these books are there for a purpose. People say that, you know, God isn't even mentioned in the book of Esther. It absolutely is. Everything she does is done in the way of the words, and the full measure of the Spirit of God is in, the way, in, in those words. It's a bare testimony to the way of the words. So we have what is happening here is God is showing them in this prophetic vision, this dynamic vision he gave, exactly what's going to happen now. The Lord has taken away the sea from the beast kingdom. And as I read last night in Revelation 18, all the people are standing. They used to have ships on the sea, but no more. No one buys their goods anymore. They can't move them because the Lord says they will not work. He's going to take away the ability for them to work. And you read John 9, 4 and 5. He says, the light is going to go out of the world. All these that are of the world that would not set themselves apart by getting the oil of his words that comes down from heaven and he says if you ask of me inquire of me i will pour out my spirit upon you because the spirit is the knowledge it makes known the knowledge and the words is that oil that gives the light the spirit causes it it it's like the wick that causes it to be done you have to check that spirit first if you don't have the knowledge of the seven spirits that enable these things in the way the lord uses them within the scriptures that we're missing a key ingredient. But the oil is the words of God. He put into us from the very beginning the foundation before we planted the heavens and he with the planted the planted the heavens, excuse me. He made the earth but put us in it. 
he made the firmament, put us in, in the firmament in the earth, and then he planted, after the earth, he then planted the heavens. But he put his words into the firmament first in day four, and then he put the, the sun and moon and the, and the planets and so forth. All these things are made known to us. They're there. But they're going to be like cages. In other words, God has the key. He says, I hold the key to David. What I lock, no one can unlock. What he's doing was throwing it away. He said, go about your way, but you've lost the right to the words. Until you come and repent before me, I will not take my key and unlock this cage and give you the light back into your body. Because it's the words of God. He took the right away from them. This ball of light. He took it out of them. I told you before, I was with the two sons of the Knights of Templar. And they're in their 30s, still living with their parents because it's you have to understand the way of the world system. They run all the mobs all over the world. They run all the drug operations and stuff. They, they report work with the Bush family and the Vatican and, and the Crown Trust. I've sat with them at dinner time when, when he's talking to heads of casinos, when he's talking to the lady in charge of the global genocide program. I held paperwork in my hand from Pope John, Paul, providing financial resources to this lady and her husband to, to do their programs that evil, understand this, even having a relationship, a Pope having a relationship with the ladies in charge of killing the people on all the world to bring, it, bring the population down to around 30 million people shows you how deep the Vatican is in this. They don't run the show. The Crown Trust runs the Vatican just like they run the presidents here. They run the Pope. There's people at the Vatican. There's a silent government there that reports to the Crown Trust and works with the Crown Trust. has nothing to do with that. I know that from working with these people as well. The Pope is just like the President. It's very obvious these days. You can see Trump is like he doesn't and he's not in charge of all these things that are going on. He's basically being told exactly what to say and I've told you. Even uh, they testified to me that uh, Obama had three different attorney generals telling him what to do from Europe. These guys were, there's a puppet. It's a shadow government. All the, the Lord says in Daniel eleven forty three that the person doing this, remember the words of the king, why he calls him the king of the north, it's the words, the dragon's words, that this Rothschild runs because it's the person who runs in gold and silver. See, they started off their business, the Rothschild families, were uh, selling, um, what do you call them, soldiers to, to various kings to fight the war. They would create the war, and then then they would sell the armies to either side, and they determined on who win the war, because it's whoever had the, the greatest attrition and access to funds. And so they would manipulate the same thing they did in World War II, World War One. That's the same thing they did with taking out the Tsar of Russia and taking out the KGB in Russia in the seventies, eighties, and nineties. I've had contact with people in the KGB at that time from them, and they were desperate to try to get financing. They couldn't do it. The Crown Trust in London was blocking everything. I sat in meetings where they made it very clear could not have even with intermediary countries like Taiwan was trying to do some work 
with Russians and there was gold there in, in the Russian banks, but they couldn't even get a letter of credit based on that gold received by the Crown Trust so they could operate. They would give them money because they were trying to do something in Taiwan. They would give those guys money, but they couldn't send it back to, to Russia. That was the deal. And they got furious. And they thought I was the one causing this problem. I wasn't causing it. It was the Crown Trust, the, the Board of Governors that work under Rothschild in London, and the Lord Mayor who works for him as well. They're the ones that block all this paperwork and everything. Anyway, the point about this is that we will not receive the knowledge of truth, and the Lord is telling us that we must turn and return to him because, as he said in Revelation 3, <coughs> I think it's 10, 37 or 310, that he holds the key of David. What he locks, no one can unlock, and what he um, unlocks, no one can lock. The Lord has unlocked his words, and nobody can stop them from going around the world. You may not like them, but you're going to find out that the Spirit, when it's loosed at Pentecost, is going to move. It's already moving on people, but when it moves in power, it's going to be like it was at the time with the new church way back. And the people are going to receive this message because this is the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, his truth that he spoke about in, in John eighteen thirty seven before Pilate. And if you reject it at this time, you reject the words of God that he bear witness to, that he makes known to you, that he will cause you to know if you'll turn to him and ask for the spirit of truth received in you. You do not know the knowledge of truth. The shepherds are not preaching the knowledge of truth, and they do not preach his words. And those that mock the words of God were mocking the Holy Spirit. And those shepherds should really tremble in fear of what's about to happen to them. Because they, they think they're going and negotiating with the world, building these great big churches, flying jets, negotiating with leaders. Exactly the opposite of the instruction God gave them in Revelation 18, 1-4. Even some of them are recruiting shepherds all over the world to join FEMA management. Emergency management teams. Yeah, the emergency management team should be working right now, but it should be working to make known the words of God so that these people have a chance to live under the promise of God of John 5.24. Because he said, if they will hear his voice, which speaks the words of God, and believe in the promises of God, which are the good works that these words enable, then they will have eternal life and pass through these judgments. But the people are not being taught this. And because of that, America is going to fall, and it lays at the doorstep of the leaders and the shepherds. He's angry with the shepherds because his people are in goat herds. That means they're of the world. They walk silently and allow the obelisk to stand in Washington, which destroys the seed of the generations of the nation. What they put up in a obelisk, it means that this generation in its time is going to come to a destruction. Those obelisks, the one at Cleopatra's Needle in um, New York City, the one in Washington, D.C., the one in London, the one in Paris, one in Rome. There's many in Rome. Terrible. They're destroying the seed of the generations. They put these things up all over the place. But those are terrible because they're destroying the right of the seed of the nation. And look what it's allowed us to do. They've destroyed abortions and abortions and millions and millions and millions of babies. And you can kill Planned Parenthood. You can do all those things. But you better take down the idols. Because the Washington Monument is enabling these things as is the obelisk of Cleopatra's obelisk in New York City. Enabling this destruction of our children of the aborted babies and the rest of it. 
in the millennium, God will open and close the womb because that's a work of God. Because for us to anoint him as the most high would mean that we give him control finally over the womb as he did with Jacob and his wives and Sarah and Rebecca and so on. We have to understand this. We have to come back to the understanding that God is in charge of all things. We do not do that. We don't preach that. We don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that we're not going to have our good rosy life, but I'm telling you, it ends this year. This is the war. I've tried to tell you that every year, since 2006 at least, the Lord was ready to bring forth this war because he's bringing it forth so that the people can be judged. But the people would not receive the words, and by mercy he allowed them to continue. But now we've come to the end of the allowance. We've come to the morning. And he told us in Matthew 24, you, you know, we don't know if it's going to be in the evening or if it's going to be in the night, going to be in the, um, the time of the dawn, the rooster crowing, or in the morning. Well, all those other times have passed by. The last one is the morning. So now you know. God's made it known to you. You don't know the very day and hour he's going to do the separation judgment. He's going to rise up. But you do know this. He can't do it, or he's going to do it. But if you do not turn up, in Joel 2, 12 to 20, he says, If you do not let, 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 understand L-E-T, let the bridegroom come, then he will not intervene for you. But when the appointed time comes, he will destroy you. Because he's going to cast you out with the tares. But if you turn to him, he will, he will um, receive you. And he'll believe what you're saying because we have to plead with him. Like I told, we should uh, wash the feet of these people. We should do the uh, praying. We should do all the things we must do at this time. If we will not do that, then we will not be escaped from this. The judgment is coming. The war has been told. We're now in the morning. It's time. And the shepherds are at fault. They do not want to hear they're at blame. But I tell you, they do not know the knowledge of truth, cannot explain the knowledge of truth to you. They can't explain John 18.37 to you. They can't explain John 17.17 to you. They can't explain Psalms 119.142 to you. Nor can they explain Psalm 33.4. He said in Psalms 14.2 and 3 and Psalms 53.2 and 3 that he's always looking down to see if anybody understands and no one does until he caused us to receive the words. And then we've been calling it out and calling it out and calling it out and persevering. Been ridiculed. They have no idea what happened to me in the world system, what those people did to me, how they lied and so forth and stole and so forth. And and then I was put in a bad position. And yes, I, I was chasing after fame and fortune myself. Not fortune or fame, really. Although you get that way with these people, you, you, when you start working with them, you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm important. It's like the preachers. They go, don't you know who I am? Yeah, I, I know who you are. You're, you're a fool. Excuse me, but that's what it is. The Lord calls them foolish. In uh, Proverbs one twenty to 22, he calls it sinful ones. They're filled with simplicity. Another interpretation of that is they're naive or naivety. But he also says they're foolish. See, we don't want to receive the knowledge of truth, and we don't even want to know the truth of the world. We just want to get by. We want to have our position, and people think good about us, and oh, we're going to negotiate and do the best we can with these world leaders so it's not as many die as it was in the Holocaust. That won't work, people. 
This is a judgment of God that God is bringing these people. And when he brings them, he's going to cause them to be destroyed. It is certain that the crown trust is going to be destroyed. Do not work with them or follow them or you will be destroyed also. You're going to receive of their sins and of the plagues of God that they're going to receive. When he reads that in Revelation 18, 1-4, he's promising you that the plagues that he's sending is going to come on these people. They will not win. Daniel seven eleven to 12 tells you this beast kingdom is finished. He's going to take dominion away from it and he's going to take it away from all of them for a period of seven years. A season and a time. The season was the winter season this year. They don't have authority to reign right now. We are allowing them to, but they do not have any authority. If you call upon the Lord at this time, he'll drive them away. In other words, he'll protect you from them when they come. Because you've done what he said in Joel 2, 12 to 20, and he will hear you if you will do that. But if you will not sanctify the people by setting them apart by his words, John seventeen seventeen and Joel 2, 12 to 20, you will not receive of God. Because if you refuse his knowledge, he, as he says in Hosea 4, 6, he will reject you as being a priest before him. That's a rejection of the ministers, of the shepherds, of the elders. He calls them to come. And we're calling them tonight to come. You better come. If you don't want to believe it, God will make you know it. You will know it within this year because you'll be cast out with the tares. And you'll receive their punishment. You may not think so. But if you read the scriptures and open your mind to the truth, you'll see that that's exactly what he's telling you. And many are going to be struck soon. I don't know when he's going to start striking shepherds, but he's always said he's going to start the judgment in his house. We pray for you. We warn, uh, mourn. I feel terrible. I haven't been able to do the job. Nothing I said or do is going to matter. Because you will not receive the Spirit. I can speak till I'm blue in the face, and you will not receive the words of God until you recognize there are words in his name. Revelation nine eleven to 13. He's coming as the Word. He's coming to complete the Word. He says he came into the world to bear witness to the words of God, the same words that the people wouldn't allow them to write on their hearts. And this time he's requiring it. And all those who will not accept this and receive it are going to be cast out. Their oil is going to go out. The light is going to go out from them. The entrance of his words gives a light if the words are taken from you as it's done in these cages. And many people, there are many shepherds walking around because everybody's been judged. So the earth, he's like, you're looking at the sea, he's telling you the promise is you're going to be out there in like an iron cage. See, the iron cage is the fact of the plagues that's coming. He says in Job 18 that he's going to bind them by their feet. He's going to bind them by their hands, their arms. That's the plague of Tessarit that's going to wither your bones. Because he says he will wither them. He says he's going to put boils all over their body like it will be in the prisons of God, in the prison of death and the prison of Guiana. But they will not believe it. It's terrible what he's planned for these evil ones, the wicked ones. There'll be no mercy out there. It's only a lake of fire, meaning continuous pain, continuous punishment, 24-7. Continuous punishment, 24-7. No rest at all for the wicked. It's a promise of God. But for those who receive his word, he's going to cause them to stand up. He'll cause them to know. When you look at Revelation 18, 1-4, he's talking about the smoke of her burning. He's going to tear up the words of the dragon's mouth. See, the, the, 
the Crown Trust and all this, the Masonic Order and the rest of it, they're empowered also not just by the religion of the Masonic Order that they follow, which is a religion. It's got the devil worship at the top and a mockery of the Bible, and it's a deception. In other words, you start off with all the Bibles, and then you get rid of some, and you get rid of some, and pretty soon then you get to the top, you're only worshiping the dragon. And the interesting thing is they have, right there at the top, they have these noble orders. The Knights of uh, Order of the, the Garter, Order of the Thistle. And if you look at carefully, as I've explained in a writing called The Summer Pig Harvest, you'll see in there some writings and inscriptions in there of, of what it is there that they do in the in Windsor Chapel and so forth and explains what those banners are. And they're using the way of the words in evil ways. They don't know the words of God. They can't speak them. But they have dragon's words. The flood of the dragon's mouth of Revelation twelve fifteen to 17. These words, which is the Lord is telling us he's going to make known at this time, like a flood. You're going to see what admiralty law really is and all these things. But they've done the ways of these things as a symbol to take away from the people the right of these. They want to have control over the food supply. They want to have a control over the power and everything else. They've done that. That's what these things do. It's a pagan worship. They empower it. Many people say they drink blood and the rest of it. I've heard many stories like this. I never saw that part yet. But I know it's true. I've seen visions of it and so on. But, you know, I haven't been a witness in it. I've just heard of it. And people of their system talks of it. So it's there. And many people have testified to it. But they empower their works with the devil. Because they really go to the dark side. But that's the top of the Masonic Order works. Is that evil part. I mean, the rest of it's evil. They get it down here with little good stuff. They're doing things to help charities and hospitals. No, they're not really. If you go to the hospitals and see what they're doing to the children these days and giving them vaccines, it's killing them. Doing all these works that they're doing for evil. And the fact that they've, they have stolen their soul. Every child's soul is stolen, even ours. We must get it back. God has taken dominion. When he takes that and see when he t- takes the sea away from them, when he dries up the sea and puts them in the middle of it, he says the, the, their face will be to the eastern sea and, the, and their backs to the western sea. What's that mean? The sea isn't under them anymore. They don't have ownership of it anymore. And they're standing there waiting for the plagues to come upon them. Because that's what the same thing is being said in Revelation 6. 12 to 17. They're waiting. They know it's coming. The plagues are coming. The wrath of God is coming. Who can stand, they say. They're standing in. And they try to die, but they cannot die because those plagues are coming. And they can't do a thing about it. They can't work. They can't do anything. Their money won't buy them out of it. Because their mind is just like the people in Egypt when the darkness came upon them. They didn't move out of their chair for three days. They didn't move for three days. These people are going to be standing in the bottom of the sea and cannot move. The fear of God is going to be on them so badly they're going to want things to fall on them and they'll try to hide in rocks and so forth. But they will be in such fear they can't go anywhere else because God has driven them and if they know they go there, they'll get something worse. Pain will come upon them to drive them back where they would because the Lord said from heaven he's going to drive them far away from us. Joel Joel 2, 12-20, that's what he's talking about. 
This is all coming to this time. First comes the war that they can show out and show God by their actions what they desire. Do they desire revival and turn away from this and bring and, and do what he says in Joel 2, 12 to 20? Or do they go fight the war? The war is coming. It's a test war. It's a trial. If you go and participate in it, then you're of that. You've got to try to come out of this. You've got to pray to the Lord to bring you out of this. He said he'd drive the northern army far from you, which means even if you're in the army, God will take it and drive it away from you. You'll be taken away from there and put it where he wants you to be. You don't think he can move you from one place to another? In that time, you plead him? You don't want to go to that war? Not as a, because you're scared of it, but because you know it's wrong. And you know this is not his will for this time. His will is peace. He's come as a son of righteousness. And he wants to come. He said he's going to give the kingdom to the peacemakers. Not to those wanting vengeance. Not to those doing anything else. This is that time. We are that generation. Lord, I pray that people will receive this message tonight. And that it will be useful and helpful. We ask in thy name to make it known. To test their heart. Let them understand the scriptures. Let them understand they must come to the knowledge of truth at this time. Urgently, urgently, urgently. Please, Father, move your spirit upon them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.